Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's customers expect fast, personalized support. Intercom has the tools you need to deliver just that, efficiently, at any scale. Supercharge your team's productivity and make your customers super happy with Intercom. Learn more at intercom.com support. Brownswire Podcast. This is your host, Josh Keeley. With me is Donovan James. Sorry for the late show. Donovan got held up, but Donovan is here with us now. And he, what do you, what, what hat are you wearing? Making bacon hat. So this is, is one that of the like, baseball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's dope. In, in for, Georgia, those that, so. for those that can't see, it's it's bacon strips in the shape of an M. It's uh, it yeah. Pretty, pretty you know how the minor league teams are with the crazy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I so love, Ke- it, dude. I love Ke- it. Kevin Bacon is uh, the inspiration behind this name. So, and then dude, is that real? Uh, Are you serious? There you go. Yeah. Are you Kevin Bacon is the inspiration? Yeah, dude. Kevin Bacon, the fucking footloose guy. <laughs> dude, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I saw he he he's in like a, a weird harmonica band with his brothers. Yeah. And they were at the casino for free, dude. It was like MILF Central, bro. Like I'm just uh, just talking 40, 50 year olds, just single dancing, just getting it all out, bro. But yeah. uh, this is our, our this is our betting show. Um, yesterday we gave you a little bit of our Browns Chiefs preview. We actually kind of got into it yesterday. I went back, I listened to it. And we argued quite a bit, which is quite funny because it was an hour podcast. We argued for about forty five minutes, and the last five minutes we're like, mm, yeah, we're gonna take the Chiefs. So <laughs> it's pretty it's funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens uh, this week. Oh my gosh, I forgot my notes for last week. Um, obviously. Let me see what man. I think I, I think I lost. How did you do last week? Maybe you got your stuff up up already. You know what? I did. I don't. I don't. Don't have. Well, we, I I only bet on three. <laughs> Here it is. I I went two and one. I lost. I lost the Seattle Seahawks bet. Got demolished there. Um. I won the Baltimore Ravens bet, and then I won the New Orleans Saints bet. So not a bad week. Uh, you know, that's uh, my third, fourth, five, fifth week in a row where I've, I've hit at 55% mark. So I, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. You don't remember what I, you took? No, I got mine. It's uh, I took Seattle. Excuse me. I lost that. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. And I took, oh, you lost uh, the Buffalo one too then. Yeah, I lost Buffalo. And then I took uh, the, I almost said the Cavs. <laughs> oh, the Browns. So you won that one. The Buffalo one is weird. I don't know if I necessarily blame you. There was a couple times where they had that game wrapped up big where all they had to do was keep their foot on the pedal, um, and it kind of faded away from them. Um, so I don't necessarily blame you there. But, yeah, unfortunately, it just it just didn't quite break right. That was a game, too, where the, the, the line was very volatile. Um, I believe it opened up. Where, what, what did you get it at? What was the line when you finally bet it? What was it at? It was like six and a half. Or, yeah, that makes yeah. sense because I got it at seven. Six and, and a half. It yeah. opened up at three. 
so that, that's kind of what we were dealing with is that yeah. it was just a very volatile line and we'll we'll get into that because there's another line that's, that's fairly volatile this week as well um but yeah we'll, we'll let's let's you want to just go ahead and start diving in well this one's yeah. gonna be short this week because there's no college games dude exactly yeah we don't have any college games so it's easy we got high school football in texas we can do that <laughs> <laughs> can you gamble on that you can't gamble. Nah, on you can't gamble high school football but you know they do back in the you know in the alleyways, maybe not. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm not, sure they do. Hopefully not alleyway. That's kind of weird, but <laughs> uh, that's probably where it's at. That's probably where it's happening. Yeah, in Texas, like in Austin, Texas, that's some alley, some dark alley. Bet on Lake Travis, man. <laughs> Got Lake West. Travis. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, FCS football starts in February. Yeah, man. So Go I, Bears. Go Mercy Bears. They got a it's good season coming. Really, my school. Really hard to gamble on FCS football. I typically don't. Uh, but that might be something we dip our toe in. I typically don't because I can only name like you know I, I I really the only reason I pay attention to FCS football is for the draft prospects. Right. Um, but you know we'll maybe we'll dip our toe into that. But let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, I'm gonna start out hot for you, bro. My number one game. I think you're gonna agree with me. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers giving seven. Points. It's already gone down, but I, I you know I'm gonna be honest with everybody. I already locked in it at seven. Um, the Rams did beat the Seahawks last week, 30 to 20. Donovan and I both took the Seahawks last week. So obviously you already know that we don't think that the Rams are very good. Okay. Mix that in with the fact that Jared Goff, a California boy quarterback, first of all, still hurt, wasn't supposed to play last week, but end up going in because the, the first and quarterback, John Wolford basically broke his face. Um, and he's going to have to go it's into, into Lambeau field in the cold. It's supposed to be 20 degrees there. I looked that up right before the podcast. I don't think he's going to handle that very well. He he didn't handle it. He didn't like playing in Seattle, bro. He looked like he was very uncomfortable. It looked like he was cold in Seattle. So I don't I don't think he's going to like this. Um, the, the Green Bay Packers are also refreshed. They didn't have to play last week. Um, they have won six. They have won six games in a row. Sixty percent of the tickets are also on Green Bay, which I initially thought was a good thing. But we have seen the spread go down to six and a half, so that also indicates that a lot of the sharp money is on the Rams, which is a bad thing if you're looking at it from a gambling <laughs> point of view, my point of view. Uh, but again, I just think that this offense for Green Bay is just too much. I know Aaron Donald's great, but I think that they're going to do just enough to. I think that they're going to smash the Rams. I don't. I don't think that they can put up two performances like that two times in a row. Hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I got it at six and a half, or you know, today I looked at it, but um, yeah, I mean, I took, I, I didn't even, I didn't know how many games we were doing. Like, I did all of them just because, like, there's really only, for you. I only did my top three. There's four. I mean, yeah, well, there's only four games, so I just did all of them. But uh, um, poor man, I forgot. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I was like, well, there's four, only four games. Might as well add one. So I did. Uh, I love the hair, by the way. Just saw the two turned in. Someone said, "Cut your hair on the last podcast." That was my mom. That was my mom. It was. I, I was like, it "Has to be an mom or somebody like that." <laughs> anyway, it was funny. Yeah, I got the pack. Um, six and a half. Is this, I, is this one of your best bets, though? Like, if you had to rank them, there would be. It'd be my third one. Like, okay. Yeah, but okay. I mean, I'd take in the pack though. It's just. Yeah, what you said about golf going, he has not won a game below 32 degrees ever. He's high school in California. Wow. High school, is- yeah, he went to high school in California, went to Cal and played for LA. So yep. he's definitely not used to the cold. And it will be, um, in, it'll be in the 20s. I, I verified his thumb, that earlier. Yes, his thumb. Um, Cam Akers is emergency quarterback, by the way. Um, that's going to be fun. I want that. I love when stuff like that happens. So I kind of want oh, yeah. that. He, put, he did play quarterback in high school, Cam Akers. He played quarterback. 
and running back for his high school, but he should not be playing quarterback. Yeah, their punter has a pretty good arm, too. I think he the, the punter played quarterback in high school, too. Johnny yeah. Hecker. Yeah, Hecker played it, too, and Cam Akers, so they'll probably figure that out if something happens. Yeah. But it, that's just a funny thing. But, yeah, Donald's hurt. Um, he's still amazing, even with even not, with his. He's not injured. He's just bumped up. He'll play. No, he's gonna play. But I mean, yeah, he's yeah. got a he's got a torn cartilage in his rib. That's a serious injury. But yeah, I mean, he's gonna be fine. Um, he's definitely playing. Um, it's Aaron Donald. He's still a monster. It doesn't matter if he has no ribs. I'd still pick Aaron Donald to be on my team. Um, because I know they were saying it, it's actually like pretty serious more than like the team's letting on but either way he's still going to play really well because it's Aaron Donald he's a freak he's the best defensive player in the NFL um but yeah I mean there's some good matchups I can't wait to see obviously Devontae versus Jalen is must-see TV dude I wish I could just turn into that you know um and there's some this is number one defense versus number one offense no their defense is fast uh they get turnovers they're athletic They, they do a little bit of everything and their offense can run the ball really well pretty balanced offense and when Jared's on this team is a Super Bowl caliber team, but he hasn't been on in a long time. Hasn't he been, hasn't on. been on in a long time. And then right now it's thumb, like like you just mentioned. He wasn't um, supposed to play last week. Yeah, wasn't supposed to play. He was. He's not supposed to play this week. Not really. Um, but hey, you know, I'm I'm still this team still is really talented. They got good players, but I think six and a half is uh, a good spread. Six and a half, seven, because I respect the Rams. They're gonna fight. Uh, it's a team that I just when I keep talking about mentality, they definitely have it. This team like won't give up. Even though they'll be down by like 20, 21, I think they can still fight and kind of hang in, uh, which is scary for betting. A team that can hang in is <laughs> so not. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such I a don't big think, I don't think they'll win. Weekend. Yeah, I don't think they'll win at all, really, though. Uh, I'd be surprised if they win. But to cover, I mean, six and a half is low. Um, I thought it would be a little bit higher. So the spread did open up at seven. This is we were talking about the Colts game earlier, and this is this this is the most volatile spread I saw of the week. Now, granted, you're, I'm talking about a bunch of different books here, trying to basically just kind of you know add them all up in my head. Um, but the first the the line the first line that I saw it opened up at seven and a half. That was the line I believe it was in Circa, which we didn't have access to. You and I couldn't have bet on that. That was only in Vegas. Um, but by the time we got it on our, on the offshore sites that we bet on, it was at seven points. Uh, it's gone down to six and a half, despite Green Bay getting a huge chunk of the tickets. Sixty percent is no no joke. I mean, that's that's a pretty good chunk of the tickets, but more money is on the Rams, so that it's very interesting. It went down to six and a half at one point two. I believe some books had it as low as three and a half. So this has been a pretty big volatile spread. You saw the same thing with the Colts last week. You and I continued to bet on the. I bet on the Bills last week, um, and the Colts covered. So there might be there might be some other factors here that we want to take into consideration. Uh, that would be the only scary part to me is that the the line has been so volatile that it does kind of have me worried. Um, now the trends do allude to the Rams covering have covered 64% of the time in the divisional round. They've covered 59% of the time. Uh, the ref is Ron Torbert. He has allowed, I believe it's, let me, let me just look here. Road road teams uh, have covered 59% of the time with Ron Tolbert uh, refing the game. So that's also something to monitor when you talk about playoffs, uh, the refs play more of a factor. You know, you can pay attention to that stuff because there's less, there's less games, right? So those are some of the things that kind of go the Rams way. But like you said, Jared Goff playing in cold weather, Lambeau Field, where the Packers are well rested. I have no problem laying the seven points. I, I'm actually surprised it was it was only seven by the time I got it. I, I would I would probably even take this all the way up to ten. Although, like I said, I kind of got screwed because this line is going to go down. Uh, but what is your number one best bet? 
Um, number one for me uh, when I looked at it was um the Tampa Bay New Orleans game. Okay, who you got? Um, Tampa Bay. <gasps> we disagree yeah. on this one. I know you picked New Orleans to what go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I I I like what they're what they're I I well, you didn't say that you, didn't, you just said you like this is not they're, they're, but you you got in my head I'd probably take take the Saints this is not a game that I'm I'm high on but I you know my I like Tampa people were like not impressed with Tampa last week because Washington's so bad but I'm like yeah I think like they traveled you know to to that game and you know they took care of business and. They won the game, man. You know, and Heineke is somebody that <laughs> you know that they you know you got tape on him, but that was just a, a rare performance that probably Heineke's good too. Heineke's been Heineke's he's good. A lot he's, I don't small, and he comes from a small school, but he might get a shot next year, and he might he might have a Tommy Maddox kind of resurrection to his career. I wouldn't surprise. I hope he gets a shot. I just don't think that. <laughs> There's some the Washington fans are like, yeah, this is our guy now. I'm like, well, y'all are still going to be drafting or signing a quarterback. This isn't. You're not going to hand over the franchise to Taylor Heineke. That's just not. You're not handing over the franchise to him, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to let's you, say let's you got to sign or draft a quarterback in the top okay, 100. Okay, okay. what? Ha- yeah. let, let's say let's trade. Say you sign Allen Robinson, okay, or a big stud wide receiver of that caliber, and then they're going to draft what the 20s. Washington? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it works because they were in the playoffs, but the record sucked. Whatever. Let's say they pick 16. We'll just slap them right there in the middle. They're going to get a guy like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, uh, Rondale Moore, Chris Olave, one of those wide receivers that's going to be there. They already have Terry McLaurin, right? They already have a pretty solid depth behind them, um, you know, and Steven Sims and a couple other guys. If you get another wide receiver – and then you have Taylor. You ha- you get Taylor Heineke a shot. Why not? If you try to invest around, him. so you're gonna have if you have a high caliber free agent like Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, and then a, you know you can get a speedster in the first round. Why not see what Taylor what Taylor Heineke can do? You're not gonna get a franchise guy that pick anyways. The the quarterbacks this year, other than Justin, I think the quarterback class is better this year because it's top hat heavy. But, Very top heavy because if you, you don't get that quarterback in the Trevor first, Lawrence and Justin Fields, there's a lot of question marks. I love Zach Wilson, but Come on, man. There's still going to be question marks. There's still there's just question marks. You know what I mean? I, I mean there's yeah. question marks about the, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, too, to be honest with you. I think those three are, are, are not home runs, but those three are going to be fine. I even will put Mac in there, honestly. Um, put Mac Jones in there? I will fight not, you. Not with Trevor and Justin, but really, like, he's not that far away from – I think it's Trevor and then – Trevor and Justin. I, I think – I think it's Trevor, small gap, Justin, Zach, small gap, Mac, and no way, uh, uh, Mac, and uh, I'm freeing one quarterback I have in the first round grade too. I can't think of his name, but um, that's just me. We got a long way to go in this process, though. Um, you know what I mean? So, but I don't know. I mean, either way, like what? I don't know how we get on this. I'm yeah, I suppose we get off topic. Yeah. I was defending Taylor. Yeah, I know. No, I, I, like yeah, I like him. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. They, that would be a Washington move to like just stick with Taylor Heineke, though. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, no. I mean, and now uh, Stephen Montez is their backup too. But um, we we, we love we love Montez. I want to. Oh, I did. I was too high on yeah. Montez. But uh, I think Tampa Bay is just. I like this matchup for them. They're familiar with the Saints. I think this team they can beat. Um, I think they can – Fournette, 
he impressed me. He's like, he looked to the lead. I'm not saying he's back to Leonard Fournette. He's wildly inconsistent. I would Very never him as a I, that that would be a, a, a negative for me. I I would I look at him and I go, no way, he has two good games in a row. <laughs> that's that's how I really, really need him to play great. Like Tom's gonna be throwing the ball a lot. They want this game to be this is like the opposite Evans of what you were still, thinking with what you were is thinking it Mike with Evans still bumped up. Yeah, but Scott one's bumped up too, right? They, yeah, I don't care who Tom Brady's throwing to, as long as that line can protect him. <laughs> oh, because that that O line impressed the hell out of me. Like, because I was scared watching yeah. the D line is so good. I was like, the offensive line did play great. Can, can can those guys step up? And they really did. And yeah, I think Mike. New Orleans brings it's a different kind of pressure too, though, because Washington says, "Okay, we're going to rush our four guys. This is who we're rushing. Stop them." New Orleans does a lot of blitz packages, and they're bringing guys off the edge. Malcolm Jenkins is blitzing. Uh, you know. You'll see Marshawn Lattimore on a corner blitz here and there. Like Hendrickson's good. Yeah, like yeah, oh. Alex Anzalon will come on. You know, what I mean, they they bring some interesting packages. So it's less about hey, can this guy block this guy, and it's more about hey, can they can the, you know can Alex Kappa and and the rookie left tackle figure out who they need to pick up and who they need to go. Tr- Tristan, yeah, uh, Worfs, yeah, yeah. So that I think that that also. He's great, they, man. The offensive line did play great last week. The offensive line was insane, but it is a, it's a di- it is a different kind of defense. And the defensive backs for New Orleans too are going to be able to match up longer, um, I think. And they're going to bring. I think they're just a more physical, better defense than Washington. I think Washington just had the very they got studs on the defensive line, but uh, other than that, not a very good team. Yeah, I mean, well, I just I admit, Devin White comes back. You know what I mean? You got that's him. True. Coming, yeah, so that's going to be big. Um, Tampa's defense is a little underrated. So I mean, I just like this game. I think they can really match up with them, and I don't know. I I, I do like New Orleans, and it's kind of weird because they're kind of. I feel like they haven't got a lot. Well, they just haven't got a lot of respect this year. I feel like no, um, they get shit on constantly. But they've really, like you said uh, on yesterday's podcast, they've done a good job, kind of. They've um, putting a Band-Aid on everything, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they were picked to win a division, and what, like that was with Drew Brees fully healthy. I think yeah. about five weeks in, everybody kind of gave up on him. They almost uh, they could have imploded because with Michael yeah. Thomas, with Michael Thomas like complaining, and then Drew Brees heard, and Kamara, yep, had Kamara had a lot of issues with like family stuff. He had to deal with the death. We had COVID. He had to deal with the death of family, and he had the uh, injury. So it's like a break too. It's I yeah. Mean, that's gonna be the toughest part. Like Devin White has to come back. I don't care if he's sixty five percent. Like he's got to help out. Uh, he's he's better than sixty five. I'm saying he's got to come and help out. Um, you know, with, with Kamara because that's just a matchup nightmare to have a guy like that man. Um, in the backfield and you're adding him with uh, those trick plays with like Taysom and then uh, mm-hmm. what's their uh, other running back's name? I'm, I can't think of his name right now. Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray, exactly. Yeah. He's not very. He's very. He's not very good. I like Latavius, man. He comes in. I like him coming in right after Kamara and kind of thumping, thumping you. Very. This the Browns fans like this comparison. He is like a poor man's Isaiah Crowell. He falls. He gets the yards. He gets the yards that are given to him. He's not going to give. He's not going to break a lot of tackle. He's not going to create yardage. He's going to take the yards that are given to him, and he does a good job of falling forward. And if you can fall forward in the NFL, that's usually two or three yards pop. Which is good. Right. That's all you want in your reserve running back. There's a lot. There's a lot of worse running backs that are are taking reserve snaps. Donovan, you just went blank on me. Oh, looks like Donovan. Ha- looks like Donovan has left the building. Um, 
All right, I'll go ahead and name off my second game. My second game is the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are getting two points against the Buffalo Bills. I might have bet a little too early on this. So, so far, you know, a big part of the gambling is, is trying to hit Trying the first thing you need to do is win the spread, and I so far have failed it both times in this. Donovan, you back? Can you hear us? Can you hear me? No, he's fi- he's figured it out. He's. Fi- I hope it's not me that's that's muted. Can you hear me? Can you hear me at all? Oh, yeah, I'm having having trouble hearing you a little bit. Okay, this makes for great radio. <laughs> having having some audio issues. Can, can you hear me at all? Uh, yeah. All right, okay, so I would say my second best bet is uh, Baltimore Ravens getting two points of Buffalo. I'm saying I didn't get the best number. This this line has already moved to three and a half, um, I believe. So the Ravens have won six six straight. I think that they found their groove. I really like them. They beat the, the piss out of the Titans last week, 20-13, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I know that the, the Bills barely beat the Colts. 27 to 24. That was a team that they really should have put away because um, the Colts did not look great, uh, but they didn't. So I think that the Ravens are really trending in the right way, and I think that the Bills are they didn't look good last week. Um, the tickets are relatively split. There's only 48% of tickets on the Ravens, 52% on the Bills. Um, but again, the Ravens line has dropped. So this leads me to believe because this line opened up at three. Now it's down to two. Now there's some books at one and a half. So the big sharp money, I've kind of gone the opposite way as with the Rams Packers game. The sharp money is on the Ravens because the tickets are even, the spread is moving. That means the sharp, there's sharp money, big pocketbooks out there. So that makes me feel a little bit better about this. Um, the last 10 years of the playoffs, uh, a line switch or a line, if the line has moved a point or more, um, the point that it favors uh, or goes again, the, the, the point, uh, if you're the Ravens and the line is moving against you, by more than a point or a point and a half, they win the spread against the spread 58% of the time. To me, that's a pretty big percentage. That's something to pay attention to. It doesn't happen very often. But in the last 10 years, that's been the factor. Uh, playoff dogs, as I said earlier, are 64% against the spread since 2017. Um, and Lamar Jackson is 5-1 and one against the spread as a dog in his career as an NFL um, athlete. So, all those trends point to the Ravens. I searched high and low for trends online that support the Bills, and they just don't. Um, so I, there's really, I really don't see a lot of co- pros to taking the Bills, um, other than the fact that you're avoiding laying the field goal. Basically, all the Buffalo Bills have to do is win, especially at this point where the spread is continuously going down. I mean, this game might be a pick em before kickoff. But, yeah, I feel very good about the Ravens here. Yeah, I like the Ravens too. Um, I know the Bills have been – I like the Bills, but not as much as I thought. Or excuse me, the Ravens. Excuse me, the Ravens. The Ravens. I like the Ravens. I still like the Ravens, but this game and that weather, with, you know, Buffalo allowing their fans to be there and it's loud, even though it's not as nearly as loud as it would be. If this game was normal, I would take Buffalo. It'd probably beat them by like ten points. Um, that's how big of a deal like Buffalo's crowd is. Like they're on the route to the Super Bowl. This is the Buffalo Bills. This is like the Browns. So who? Are you taking the Ravens in, or are you taking the Bills in this situation? I'm t- if I'm betting, I'm taking the Ravens or two and a half. The Ravens. Okay. Is, it is, two, it, is it two and a half? Is it two and a half? I can only find it at two points. The two, two and a half are, are have have appeared to have gone by. You're you're hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find a two after tonight, anyways. It's. Uh, I mean, this is a pick them to me almost. Like I would probably if I if I had a gun in my head, I pick the Ravens. So. Okay, is this so? This is not one of your top bets, then. No, this is no, no, no. Okay, all 
right, Buffalo is a better team than the Ravens, really. The Ravens, um, they've looked great. Like I said, they've won six games in a row. There hasn't been a whole lot of weaknesses. Calais Campbell's looked great at defensive end. Brandon Williams is absolutely dominated. Um, the Titans last week, you know, and and, and and Derrick Henry specifically limited Derrick Henry to what forty yards rushing, and they gave it to him pretty much every other play. Um, yeah, they look good. I think that a lot of the weaknesses that we saw at the beginning of the year have kind of been xed out. I think that the Ravens are a real, real. They got a real shot to win the Super Bowl. I really do. Uh, but again, yeah. I guess that's a story for another day. Donovan, who, what's your second best bet? Um, my second best bet was what did I say? Um, the Kansas City Chiefs and Browns. I take Cleveland ten. Really? That's your second best bet is Cleveland? Yeah. Why that's interesting because my third best bet is taking Kansas City. Why are you taking Cleveland? We, talk, we talked about this game. Talk pretty about last night. Yeah. yeah, if anybody yeah. wants to go back and listen to that, we talk about it not in a gambling context, but we talk about it more breaking the game and, and talking about what we would do. But uh, was there any other uh, – other than what we discussed last night, is there any other additional reasons that you're taking the Browns that maybe you just realized? Uh, just them being able to run the football and keep it close. Um, I mean, I picked Kansas City to win. And I actually picked it last night on the show by 11, technically. But I think they can cover the spread, actually. You your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that it'd be a little bit close. I mean, well, I said 30, like, 5 to 24. Yeah, you're off. Yeah, one, could be, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, get it. But this has know. now become one of your best bets, right? What, where, yeah. what is, where I mean, I, I really was close to picking them to win. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I just hate that Buffalo uh Baltimore game. Like I wouldn't want to touch I don't I'm not touching that at all. Like really. Um and the Green Bay game one is just like I'm not betting on that because of like obvious reasons. I don't like to bet on the Green, the I don't Green like to bet Bay on my one. team though. So <laughs> that's that's my favorite game based off you know me and everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I bet a lot based off of the eye test, which is why you'll see me I'll have weeks where I don't do very well. Um Everybody does. But uh, I do like to bet on the eye test. The Green Bay Packers, to me, are the far superior team, so that's why I'm confident in that game. But none of the treads check out. To me, the Ravens are the better team than the Bills as of lately, and all the trends check out. So even though the Packers are more, more com- my more confident pick, statistically speaking, the Ravens should probably be my number two pick. Um, I do disagree with you on this game. My, no, the Kansas City Chiefs were actually my number three pick at 10. This is the biggest spread of the weekend, and that is something to monitor. I, I think I just I, I said that the underdogs in the playoffs um, – basically dominate against the spread but it, it I, I just i think that there's just too much firepower patrick Mahomes specifically dishing it um i know the browns beat the steelers 48 37 probably the most commanding victory of last week's games um and they were a five and a half point dog so that is a big deal um but again, that was their first playoff victory since 1994. And I know I said it two weeks ago when the Browns got in the playoffs that the emotions you have to take that in consideration. Uh, but I think that you have to take those that the, those emotions in consideration again because they just won their first playoff game. Donovan, can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry about that. I disappeared for a little bit. No, you're, you're good. I was just talking about how I, I think that you need to take in consideration the emotion that the Browns are going to be feeling since they just won their first game in 19, since their first playoff game since 1994. Now they are going to get Joel Batonio back. They are going to get Denzel Ward back. They are going to get Kevin Johnson back. They are going to get Kevin Stefanski back. But again, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and they are a super the Super Bowl favorite for a reason. I'm not just going to discount that for nothing. I know 10 points is a big big total or a big spread, the largest of the weekend. But it just feels like there's just too much firepower for the Browns to just stop them. And it feels like the kind of game where once the Chiefs go up, it's going to snowball and only get worse from there. The tickets are relatively split. 
Um, 54% of the tickets are on the Browns. 46% are on the Chiefs, uh, which I thought was interesting. But that's that's pretty damn close. Um, I, you are seeing slightly more money on the Browns right now. You're not seeing any spreads change, but there are a couple books where there's extra juice on the Browns. I would assume that this spread is going to get smaller, if I had to guess, before Sunday. I don't think it's going to get any smaller than 9.5, though, but it might get off that key number of 10. So it looks like I missed out on, on another number here. Um, but again, this is this game is pretty split right down the middle in every aspect, money and tickets. Um, divisional round opponents getting seven or more points are 60% against the spread the last 10 years. That's a big number. Uh, and the referee was announced to be Clay Martin, um, who in, in road teams are 70% against the spread when Clay Martin is the referee. So those all go get those all go for the Browns. So you might have something here, Donovan. Statistically speaking, it looks like you might you might be the winner here. Like I said, I just I I I just see like there's too much firepower to ignore, but I bet on the Chiefs a lot and I lose a lot. That neither the Chiefs nor the Browns have been good against the spread this year. I think they've only won Yeah, that's true. I think that they're they're both like six and eleven against the spread or six and six and ten or whatever against the spread. Um yeah, so it's it's kind of a tough game to, to handicap. It's basically just me going the eye test. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this this is a tough game, but I just really think running the ball and having Stefanski back and being healthy with Joe Batonio and uh, Denzel Ward and guys like that will help out because really didn't even see a full-fledged um, Browns team <clears throat> Excuse me, last week. Uh, they were short-manned and outnumbered. Yes. They still ended up winning. So, And that was the Steelers team. That's not, obviously not as good as KC. But, but they you know, didn't KC, just win. They smashed them. Exactly. So if they can really just stay physical and keep that mentality going, they should be fine. Um, now, like I said, I don't, I wouldn't pick them to win or anything. I'm not telling people to do that, but <laughs> to cover ten, yeah. Uh, this game, the only only difference is, like I said, I don't think yeah, they jump out on KC. Like I'm not worried about Kansas City coming back. Like, See, I, 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 you're talking about against the spread. If they jump up to, if they jump up on a twenty-eight to zero lead on Kansas City, Kansas City's not going to come back to beat the spread, but they could win 35-28 Is what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I think it might end up being that type of game. I think. Like, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now. I think Cleveland is going to be winning this game early, um, and maybe even at halftime. But then. Casey's going to do what Casey does, and I don't. I don't think you're insane for saying that. You know, any given Sunday, right? But the problem that I have with this game is if the Browns don't, okay, if the Browns don't come out hot like that, and they do stumble, the Chiefs are going. The Chiefs don't stumble, okay. Very. I mean, I, I say that, but they not have. They're a game, so they don't look very impressive. But this, this, the Chiefs can make you pay for not putting points on the board, just like they'll make you pay if you only if you get into the red zone, you only score field goals. Right, that this is the kind of game that could really snowball on the Browns. We've seen the Browns in games where they kind of, you know, emergency exit the game plan of running the ball and go to throwing the ball, and it doesn't ha- it doesn't look good. Um, you know, it doesn't end up well. The Chiefs don't ever have to ban their game. They can always stick to the game, whether they're down twenty eight or whether they're up thirty five. They're going to sling the rock around to Tyree Kill, Demarcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey. That's just what they do. So that that's my biggest worry is or my biggest concern if I'm taking the Browns is that if they do if the Chiefs do go up by two touchdowns, the Browns aren't trying to beat the spread. They're trying to win the game. So they're not going to run the ball to Dick Chubb to get back in it. They're going to throw the rock around, and that's when they kind of lose focus of who they are. And I think it snowballs, it snowballs from there. 
Yeah. Well, I, saw, I told him last night. I don't know if Stefanski is listening. Throw early. <laughs> Throw early. That's right. That's right. You did. You did say that. But like I said, all the statistical points do lean towards Cleveland, so you might be onto something there. Um, yeah, I, 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 I that that's really all I got, dude. It's kind of weird without without having any college football, but you know, at least it's a short and sweet show, right? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, you know, it was. I'm just happy we had a season for college and yeah. for NFL, man. I'm just blessed, happy that we had a season. I didn't think I'm not one of those doubters. I didn't think it would happen, so I'm happy. Lowest ratings in the college football playoff era with the, was that national championship game. Yeah, since uh, USC Oklahoma. Well, I guess that was the BCS, but I mean, the ratings have gotten worse every year of the college football playoff existence. Maybe they should take that as a sign they need to expand it. It's it's no fun if it's the same four teams. I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan. It's it's just no fun if it's the same four teams. Exactly. When you expand the playoffs, I think it levels the playing field for recruits. I mean, if you're, you know, what was the start? If you're, if you're running back in, in California who's a four star recruit back in the day, you would never think of going to, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. You know, I mean, you would go, you would go to USC, Oregon, UCLA. Now, why would you? Why would you? They have if they have no shot of going to the playoffs. So hopefully, hopefully, maybe they take the the the, the low ratings as a, as a sign. But I'm sure that won't get changed this year. When is that contract up? Do you know? Uh, 2022. So not this year coming up, but the one after. So it's like 22-23. And do you know if any of these uh, major networks are picking up any of these FCS games? Not sure, not sure. Not sure I know right ESPN now. plays. Yeah, I was like, ESPN now. has to. Yeah, ESPN has Someone's to. Someone's got to pick these up, dude. Sure, I mean, it's, right? sure ESPN is. Yeah, I know that CBS. I think I think CBS probably would. I would say Trey Lance isn't playing this this year, right? No, nah, he's already no. Nah, he's got to age and everything. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. not he's not playing. There's a couple guys. I think Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa is not playing either. Well, we'll get we'll talk about that. We'll have more of a more of an FCS based show when it gets closer. But yeah, that was the Browns Wire podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley sixteen. Make sure you give us a like, review, and listen. Um, if you want, we we're available on all streaming devices as on MP3 as well as YouTube. Um, Donovan, where can they hit you up at? Yeah, hit me up on excuse me on Twitter at Don James Sports. Name remains the same. I appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on or let me come on the show every week. It's fun. Um, yeah, man, it's gonna be some good football Saturday and Sunday. I can't wait. Super excited. Yeah, and to to recap real quick, I took the Green Bay Packers giving seven, the Baltimore Ravens getting two points, and Kansas City Chiefs giving ten. Uh, and then you took Cleveland. Uh, um, well, your best bet was you took Tampa Bay getting three points from New Orleans Saints. Which, yeah, took Tampa Bay. Took yeah. uh, Cleveland is my second bet. Yeah, um, we, we got like there, and then uh, Green Bay. And we agree with each other in the Green Bay best. Yeah. The only game we're facing off against is the Kansas City Browns game, and I hope that you win. <laughs> every time it's it's always the Browns game. Every time. dude, I at, at some point how how much how much more can they beat expectations? That's my own my only bag. But Super Bowl bound, baby. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently, if they play like they did against the Steelers, the Chiefs are going to have a really goddamn hard. What if time. they? What if they beat the Chiefs? Like, what if they actually beat the Chiefs? What would you do? Like, what how high? I mean, I know that's still two games away or from the Super Bowl, but like, what if they beat the Chiefs? Bro? So they would either play the Bills or the Ravens, right? Dude, it, what if they play the Ravens in the AOC championship? <laughs> I just don't. I don't, dude. I hate you. Know gonna they make, can beat gonna the Ravens. Say, you're going to make me say I don't think the Browns can beat either of those teams. The they are uh, the Ravens. They were real, damn close. 
Those I know are, they're a different Ravens team. The Ravens team looks way better. Kathy Mountcomins, Casey rarely covers. That is true. We talked about that, but they, but the Browns also rarely cover. They've they've both only covered what we say six games. Was it? I think that's what you said. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think yeah. that's what it was. They both maybe one covered seven games, so they both are not very good against the spread. But the, but but with that said, with so the spread being so large, that is alarming. My I'm more scared about these trends. I don't I sixty percent. Against the spread, when you're getting seven or more points the last ten years, that's a big number, dude. Yeah. The referee road teams are seventy percent against the spread with this referee with Clay Martin as the ref. That's a huge number. That's yeah. scary. That's what makes uh, my butthole tighten up. <laughs> yeah, but, that is like a, big, said, a big number. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, man, you're, you're gonna make me say it. But yeah, dude, I, don't, I just don't think the Browns got enough juice to beat either of those nah, two teams. I'm just, I'm just teams. being funny, like I. You know, just being optimistic. No, but I am. I'm the bad guy. I'm always the bad guy in this podcast. I we'll, we'll get to draft season though because I know that we'll see, be, man. The Chiefs could blow them out. Critical to me. The Chiefs could easily win by twenty eight. Like I don't know. Like oh yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, like it's the Chiefs. They're yeah, the best. But you're, you're still you're still more positive than me. You're more of a positive Browns fan than me. Just like the, ener- like the energy of this team, man. I know you do. Yeah, I know you do, and yeah. I admire that. I'm, but when we get to draft season, though, I know you'll be the you'll be the harsh one. I've I've heard you talk about. Oh that. yeah, dude, I get it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, much, I'm much more forgiving. I mean, you, you everybody got a sneak peek of that with the Taylor Heineke story. Oh yeah, I, I, think, like, I, I think the Redskins should go all in or the Washington yeah. football team. I like Taylor, man. He's from Atlanta, dude. You know, he's from Georgia. Georgia. It's, and people were making fun of him that didn't watch the XFL. What were they saying? They were saying, "How how is he the backup in the XFL, dude?" George, that should that game. Not only proves you that Taylor Heineke's good, but it should prove you that Jordan Tayano sitting on the practice squad in KC, dude, someone needs to take a shot on that young man. Still under 25. He was fantastic at the Arizona. Dude. Yeah. He was. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, Miss. Oh, Miss. Yeah. Yeah. But this was the Brad's Wire podcast. We'll quick waste your time, and we are out.
Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule, with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer.